powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello there, welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. This is a new pilot program we're starting, we're very excited about it. Welcome to, for the very first time ever, the Derek Duvall Show presents... Derek, Derek and Mindy's Fun with, with Movies. movies. <laughs> On these little episodes, little mini episodes, a lot of fun we're going to do. Basically, we're going to discuss a movie that me and my wife have seen. And then we're going to basically break it down to you in a real quick, spoiler-filled way. So we're just going to have some fun with it, see how it goes. Mindy, how are you today? I'm doing great. How excited are you about this project? I'm excited. We Anybody who knows us knows we watch a ton of movies. We have a home theater. We love going back to the theater now that it's a little more safe to do so. So I'm excited about it. We, we watch movies all the time. We might as well share this information with our listeners. And in a way, we are so diametrically opposed <laughs> how we come across with our, you know, how we, at the end of the day, how it sounds to, yes. to us. Like, how, what do we think? What do we, you know, what do we feel? You know, I don't want to really, you know, have tears come down my eyes sometimes, but I look over to you and you, it's like Niagara Falls over there. Just anything involving dogs or, yeah, well, dogs, you, you, could care, <laughs> you could care less who lives or dies in the movie. I, yes, as long as, I don't care what person dies in the movie as long as the dog lives. As long as the dog lives. <laughs> What's that website you go to? That, Doesthedogdie.com. It's very helpful. It will tell you if the dog. And while we're on it, too, since we we're just about to talk about this movie that was three hours long. What's the other website you go to um, to find out when you can leave to go to the bathroom? Oh, well, AMC on their app, they have a section on under the movie details called Run P. And so it'll tell you at what minute marks is a good time to go to the bathroom where you won't miss anything important. <laughs> nice. See, these websites, these links, we need to have these on our websites for this thing. So we'll say, hey, here's a little, you know, if you're going to go to the theater, you might want to check this out first. So that being said, we're very excited about this. The reason we're doing this show is the last two years that I've been doing the Dirt Duvall show. Mindy has come on graciously to do some voiceover work or she's appeared on other people's shows. And they all say that her and I have an amazing chemistry, you know, when we're talking, you know, about movies or things that we're passionate about. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. You'd agree with that. People were asking, and for better or worse, we decided to finally say, let's give it a go. So I want to give a shout out to everybody from Duval Nation who has reached out to us in the last year or so saying, hey, what the hell? Why aren't you guys doing this? Get on it already. So for better or worse, like I said, we're here. We're ready to go. The first film we've decided to do is... The Batman. You could not think of a better show to do for the pilot for. <laughs> yeah. Would that be As true? much of a Batman enthusiast you are, yes, this is a definite pick for our first episode. To say a big fan I am, I mean, I saw the original Batman, 1989. You know, I remember watching that, you know, when I was, I was nine years old. 
And my parents would not take me to the theater to see it <laughs> because it was rated 12. Oh, by the way, I'm from the UK. Rated 12. It was the first rated 12 movie uh, in the UK. And I remember uh, we were, my parents were working at a pub and they put us upstairs in this little room and they put the VHS copy of, you know, Batman on. And that was it. I went in. I'm hooked. Do you, what was your first experience with the first Batman movie you ever saw? Oh, gosh. I don't remember ever watching those like as a kid. So I'm sure it's something I just caught like, you know, in my, you know, late teens, early 20s, like on TV or TBS or or one of those stations that used to just run old movies all the time. All right. Here's the infamous question. then: who is your Batman? Oh, Christian Bale with no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Shout out to the Welshman. That, oh, it's good. I knew it's you, you're married to Welshman. You might as well be your Welshman, be your favorite Batman. Exactly. Right. And well, who's yours? Keaton. I already know the answer. It's Keaton. <laughs> Keaton is my Batman. Will always be my Batman. And I'm really excited that he's coming back in two movies now. We've got The Flash and he's going to be in the new Batgirl movie as well, which I'm very excited about. Uh, don't know. I think The Flash comes out this year. I'm I think it's very. I, I don't even like the Flash. <clears throat> it's a hot button issue, but I I'm not a Flash person. But the fact that he's in this movie is amazing. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and break this down. All right, we're gonna start with Mindy. What did you know about the movie going into it? Well, first of all, we want to get back to a disclaimer. We are. We love to talk about movies, and I was telling Derek, you know, what's the first thing we want to do after we see a movie? We want to talk about it with our friends who already saw the movie so we can get right into the nitty-gritty of it. So this episode on all of our Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies will be spoiler-filled. So disclaimer, if you have not seen the new Batman mm-hmm. with Robert Pattinson, do not keep listening if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> so, And if you are one of those people that likes to be spoiled going to the movie... What's wrong with you? Do you, you just not like fun and surprises? I don't know. But I know people who do that. Yeah. They want to know all about it before they go in. I'm like, I don't know what, what, what joy you get out of that. But you know what? To each their own. To each know? their own. We just wanted to put the disclaimer. Yep. So if you don't want spoilers, yep. please pause this recording and come back after you've watched the new Batman. So let's talk about what did you know about Batman going into it? I knew that Robert Pattinson was going to be the Batman. I knew that Zoe Kravitz was going to be Catwoman. And I knew that we were going to have to go see it because you want to go see every Batman movie. So do you remember what I said to you yesterday when we were sitting in the theater and I said, hey, can you guess who's playing the Penguin? Oh, yes. Tell me tell how that went down. I did not know who was playing the Penguin. I knew it was going to be somebody who was just from the picture, from the poster. I knew it was probably some actor that is usually really hot in real life that they made to look <laughs> old and ugly. And I was correct. Who was that? Colin Farrell. Mm, love me some Colin Farrell, but not this Colin Farrell. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I remember uh, I've seen Colin Farrell in our movies, God, 20 years now. And I still maintain that his role in The Gentleman is still my favorite role he's ever done. It was just so great. Yeah, he so, was pretty badass yeah. in that. We may have to do that one. That's a great movie. I do love that movie. I wouldn't, it'll be coming to you in a future episode. <laughs> me going into it, I remember where I was when Robert Patterson was was chosen as Batman. And yes, I'm going to be the minority that said, the sparkly guy? I remember when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker. And everyone was like, the dude from 10 Things I Hate About You? Knight's Tale? Are you kidding <laughs> me right now? And he ended up winning an Oscar. He was he was incredible. So you know what? I was one of those people going forward. I've always been like, give the casting director the benefit of the doubt. And in this case, I'm happy to report Robert Pattinson, he was great. He was great. 
the only thing, like I said, he I mean, he got the broodiness, but, then, but I just wish he'd spent more time as Bruce Wayne. That was my only drawback to the film. It was he was Bruce Wayne for maybe ten minutes the whole movie. Other than that, he was vengeance. Yeah. And I felt the exact opposite. I distinctly remember thinking I liked it better that he was Batman more than he was Bruce Wayne because the movie is called The Batman. Yeah. So I thought it was it was fitting that he was playing Bruce Wayne very little. Did you know he was vengeance? <laughs> I did not know he was vengeance. I just thought he was the knight. He was? How many times did we hear that he was vengeance in that movie? Oh, gosh. I bet there's a counter online somewhere. <laughs> At least... Uh, I don't know, 10 or 11. At one point, they don't even call him Batman. They're like, hey, vengeance. Yeah, they just, hey, you, vengeance. Yeah. (laughs) That's so great. So what was the one scene that stood out to you the most? For me, I think it was when Batman was chasing the penguin in his car. For one thing, the the Batmobile to me wasn't as like souped up and armored like you've seen some other um, Batmobiles be. Yeah. Uh, So I thought that was interesting. It was kind of stripped down, but it had like a big turbo engine. Are you a Tumblr fan? I do like the tumbler. It was pretty badass. I mean, that thing could withstand a bomb almost. So this one is a lot more stripped down, but he was still able to catch up with him. So he was chasing the uh, penguin in the car. The penguin wrecks some big semis. There's this big explosion. He's like, ha ha, got away. And then Batman flips his little turbo and this, you know, the semi just lined up just right. And he just ramps, runs up the ramp and crashes through the big fire explosion and lands and crashes the joke or the. Uh, I'll take it a step further. That part to where the where the penguin is upside down in his car and he sees <laughs> Batman walking towards him. Yes. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, that is right there. That's a hero moment. Yeah, because it was like upside down yeah. with the flames behind him. And all you could see was his black silhouette just brooding, walking towards you. That So I'm watching that. And that scene remind me of Batman Forever, the one with the with the. Jimmy Carey and Tom Lee Jones, and the scene where um, they Two Face traps him in the subway tunnel and blows up the gas around him, and he runs out of the flames. Like that's to me like the second greatest Batman moment ever. And the movies, Toasty! I mean, it's not a very good movie. It's not very good. <laughs> but that scene, I remember in the theater. I saw that in the theater, and I remember standing up. Like, everybody in the theater was like, "Yes!" Like <laughs> cheering and clapping and what have you. And Tommy Lee Jones like, "Why can't you just die?" You know, like, I still love that part. But uh, now for me, the scene that stood out the most was the intro. I have never in any Batman movie ever been so impressed. See, that's the thing about the movie start got right. With the exception of Batman Begins, where you meet Batman for the, the Batman character for the first time. This is the first movie I've ever seen Batman-wise where you are scared of Batman. Like you see him, like he is the knight. He is vengeance. He is Batman. And like you see the bat signal in the sky, and people are like, and then they they see like the shadows, and then they like they back away or run away. That was genius. Loved it. I was my favorite part. I'm, I'm, I remember like I'm sitting there in the movie, and I'm like, I am in. So yeah, it was like yeah, I I was sucked in right away. I liked it how he was like kind of doing like an over like a voiceover while he was you know showing all these people kind of hiding in the shadows when they were showing the back signal and he was like some people say that i am uh some people say that i live in the shadows but i am the shadows yeah, so it was like it. badass yeah. <laughs> i just want to, it reminded me of the way it's like you know gotham city is like his it's like his ufc arena ring you know it's like <laughs> yeah it's like you know these criminals are like you know you're you're in here with us batman and it's like no no you're trapped in Gotham with me, you know, and it's scared. The shit. It was so great. 
So obviously we're talking about casting choices. You think Robert Pattinson, do you think he got it? I do. And I'm going to be honest, I hadn't seen him in very much that I liked. I have never saw any of the Twilight movies and don't worry, I'm not going to. Um, so, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, but have you seen some of his, in- his indie stuff, like The Lighthouse? Or I haven't really seen him in much. So I just, in he my mind, he was he just was... the guy from Twilight. Right. And I was like, I don't know, guys. Well, Tenet, you saw him in Tenet. He was really oh, good. Oh, yeah, he was good in Tenet. Yeah. So that was maybe the only thing that I can think of that I've seen him. We need to watch The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe. It's black and white. It's a horror film. It's really good. You'd like it. I do like horror movies. Yeah, exactly. So so I thought he did really well as Batman, and yeah. I he was kind of an underdog in my head, so going in, I think he lived up to it, for sure. The one thing I noticed about this movie, there was no A-listers in this movie. You know, we're not, you know, Brad Pitt's not the star. It's not anything else. These are character actors. These yeah. are not Even people... Colin Farrell, who is a pretty big actor to me, they... Was well, when was Farrell. the last time you saw a movie that was just starring Colin Farrell? Think about it now. It's, I think SWAT was probably the last time I saw him be the A-lister star headliner yeah, on the villain. Yeah, that's true. All right. So he's a character actor, just like everybody else. And a chameleon. But uh, no, other than that, I thought it was great. Robert Harrison's amazing. I was really surprised they didn't make Andy Serkis the Penguin. He was born to, to be a villain in that movie, but they didn't make him that. He made him Alfred, which I was like, eh, okay. He was. I felt like he was trying to do his best Michael Caine impression. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, I thought he did good as... As Alfred, but yeah, like you said, I mean, I would agree he would have maybe been a, a better penguin, but I, I would like to say too, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman was a badass. I've never even heard of Zoe Kravitz until this movie. I don't, I'm sure she's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Am I got that right? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think her mom is uh, Lisa Bonet because Lisa Bonet was married to Jason Momoa and they got divorced recently. But I know Jason Momoa was still like, hey, way to go, Zoe. Awesome movie. Yep. She is the daughter of Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz. So anyway, I thought she did amazing as Catwoman. She was very, you know, uh, nimble and quick and badass and... She, she nailed it, I thought. I will say this. Um, the real kind of chameleon in the movie that came out of nowhere, and I don't get to see him as a bad guy, if ever, was John Turturro. He played uh, Carmine Fal- Falcone. I was like, that was awesome. He played a great villain. And I, I'm, I've always been a big John Turturro fan. Everything he does turns to gold. Yeah, really, really. Very menacing. You can definitely tell this dude, like, you know, he's 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 made some people disappear in his lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one question here I want to ask is, what future villain, obviously this this is going to make a billion dollars. It's going to be making sequels galore. What future villain do you want to see in the next film? Well, I think, you know, again, spoilers, spoiler alert here. But I think in the end, they, in Arkham, the Riddler was clearly next door or cellmates with the Joker. So I feel like that's probably where it's going to go. And that's always a great villain. Well, it's funny you say that because I read an interview last night that's with Matt Reeves that said he probably won't do the Joker next movie. Yeah, there's a possibility if for all the comic book fans out there, they may do the Night of Owls. Sorry, the Court of Owls, which is a great story. I don't know it, but uh, I also, I personally, I want to see more of the villain. Batman has got the greatest rogues gallery in any comic book in the world. He has an unlimited number of supervillains that he fights. My favorite has always been the Joker, followed second by the Riddler. But I want to see a really honest. True Blue, Mr. Freeze movie. Mr. Freeze. Not one, Arnold. Not Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Freeze is one of the greatest villains that's not a villain. He's an anti-villain. As in, he was not born a villain. He didn't set out to be like, 
I'm going to conquer the world and rule it with an iron fist, or in this case, a, a frozen fist. Right. <laughs> but if you watch um, Heart, of, Heart of Ice, the Batman animated thing, you, which many consider to be the greatest Batman episode ever made, because it, it won an Emmys. It did it. Episode won an Emmy. Most people don't know that. Um, no, I, I agree that most people will not know that fact, Derek. <laughs> but you'll understand that uh, it was an absolutely phenomenal episode in fact it's the only time i think most people are like oh my god like this was brilliant this needs to be made into a movie like a live action movie and uh, that's what i want to see i want to see an honest to god's truth mr freeze movie so that's who i'd like to see uh, so one of the things i thought for the riddler i thought he did a really good job of being the riddler however one thing that i was sharing with derek yesterday when after we saw the movie was if his plan was really to destroy gotham he should have blown the seawalls, forcing everyone into the garden, the, you know, the big building like he did, and then blow up that building. Like, I feel like there was a missed opportunity to really just, like, destroy Gotham. But maybe that wasn't his intention because, really, he was picking off corrupt people. Well, then that brings me to the question I was just about to ask. The question is, does Batman really save the day here? Hmm. Not necessarily because... Catwoman was there, and then the commissioner and the other cops came up to help with those guys that were up on the rafters. I mean, he did a little bit. Like, he saved the mayor for sure. I would say that because he jumped down and cut off that electrical line and, like, moved that big thing out of the way and saved the mayor and all those people that were back there. But Gotham is flooded. I mean, yeah. he, he did not stop the Riddler's plot. No, he did not stop the Riddler in time. Uh, his plot was pretty successful. Now, he did you know, help pick off all those, you know, extra vigilantes that had shown up or whatever. But right. yeah, I don't know that he did save the day, but I think he kept, you know, the new little news story at the end was like, you know, mm-hmm. Batman sa- rescues hundreds from the center there. So I think he did save a bunch of people. And I think it's it's more of an ongoing story because he's going to continue to stay there. I like felt that. it was a, it was a examination of our culture we have right now where crazy people put it out into the world like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then a bunch of other crazy people are like, you know what? That's a really good idea. I want in on that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Did you feel that little way? Oh, yeah. And they were even like in the chat, side chat of the video he posted like, oh, where do you get that mask? That mask is awesome. And they're like, oh, you go over here to this army surplus store. And and so they were trying to emulate him and, and become him a little bit. I think one thing we'd be remiss if we did not point out was the awesome Nirvana song uh, that yes. was ran throughout this film. Like, it started off the movie. It was at least two more times with the words. And then there was also some instrumental pieces from it. I thought Something in the Way from Nirvana was amazing. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that song. It's funny you say that because Something in the Way is my favorite Nirvana song, followed closely by Heart Shaped Box. Yeah, I thought it was well, well done. I mean, incredibly well placed. I mean, we saw it in the original trailer. I didn't think it would be in the movie. But um, yeah, what a excellent choice of mood music. Yeah, like so, haunting and slow. And the best part awesome. is, in my way, I think it's going to make people rediscover that song because it is a hidden gem. It's the last track on Nevermind. If you know the context of the song, supposedly it's a story of him when he was homeless living under a bridge, but that's been dis- that's been disproven, I think, over the years. But the bridge in question is there, and it's graffitied, and it's like, rest in peace, Cobain, and you know, and all that stuff. So, very interesting. All right, so on that note, we're going to wrap this up. We have a rating scale here. Yes. So, we have devised a uh, 
rating scale based on Derek's British background that we'd like to share with you. So before we give you our rating, we want to explain our rating system to you. So Derek, a one star is going to be... Bloody awful. A two star review would be... Bloody uninspired. A three star review is... Bloody average. A four star review is... Bloody brilliant. And a five star, the best rating is... Bloody marvelous. Bloody marvelous. <laughs> I already know how Derek is going to rate this movie, so I'll go oh, first. Oh, you do, huh? Oh, I do. Okay, go then. <laughs> um, I am going to rate The Batman bloody brilliant. I give it four out of five stars. I too would give it four out of five stars. Bloody brilliant. And the reason I'm taking a, um, a point off... It was too damn long. Oh, yes, I would agree. That, that's part of the reason I gave it four and But you know what? I was talking with, uh, with, with Chris last night, and the same thing I want to say to him was, where do you edit? Because every scene was integral to the plot. But it's, I don't know if it was just I, – I don't know how to answer that question. But that was the only thing that kept it from being a five-star movie for me, even though I, I think it was an absolutely brilliant film. But it just it, – it was the one – it was just too long. And I'm getting to a point where they need to start bringing intermissions back. <laughs> because you and I, we're not spring chickens anymore. And our, our bladders don't really hold as much water anymore. So, all right. On that note, we're going to love you and leave you. We want to thank everyone for taking the time, for tuning in to the pilot episode of Derek, Derek and Mindy's Fun with, with movies. movies. So be safe, be well. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you at the movies, movies Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.